This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast, Hashtag Life Goals. Kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. No. Amy, oh, always networking. Yes, I know, that's very true. You are always networking. This is the girl that networked Hashtag at her always own networking. prom. You networked at your own prom. I would not expect anything less from you. <laughs> Each week, we examine one of our life goals and figure out what steps we need to take to make them a reality. When they went to suture me, she's like, oh, I didn't lidocaine that area. Do you want me to lidocaine it and wait a few minutes, or do you just want me to go for it? So come join us. It's going to be fun. Hello, everyone. I'm Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And you're listening to Hashtag Life Goals. And yes, that was me by myself that time because if you have noticed, we are once again remote recording. And this time, it's not necessarily because of the pandemic. (laughs) No, I mean, again, I feel like another warning notice has to be out there. Stay inside as much as you can, wear your goddamn mask, and think of others, please. Please do. I saw a protest the other day that yet it was for something positive and for, I think it was for stopping human trafficking. More than half the people were not wearing their masks. And I just wanted to roll down the window and be like, put your fucking mask on! Well, I will say it's hard to get trafficked if you're dead. So, yes. you know, maybe that's their own form of protest. Try to traffic me. You can't. I got corona. Maybe, maybe. It it was it was something positive. I I'm, I'm sure it was, but I was driving by so I couldn't see all of the signs, but I just saw a majority of the people not wearing their mask and it pissed me off. Be, sorry, I will not get too much into this because I will get too heated and boil-blooded and political, but I don't want to be that today. Welcome, guys, to hashtag curveball. Yes, hashtag curveball. Life has thrown Amy <laughs> a huge curveball. Uh, we are currently mm-hmm. recording remotely, not just due to the pandemic, but because I am in the hospital and have been for over a week. yes. That's, and it's not the corona. No, I promise you, it is not coronavirus. That's somewhere between a yay and a boo. I tested it's, negative for that. It's it's a yes, boo not. because nobody should be in the hospital, but it's yay because that's how you're getting better. So, Yes, Don, sure. exactly. Say hi to everybody listening, Don. Hi, Don, everybody. Our wonderful, yay. <laughs> our wonderful audio engineer and producer that is joining with us and helping us record everything today. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that voice came from. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> get, let's get into laughter as we begin. Alrighty then. Well then, Amy, do you want to say why you have been in the hospital for the over a week? Sure. Um, sure. Uh, so about two weeks ago, I was getting ready to go to San Diego for a few days. And the night before, I got pins and needles feeling like when your leg falls asleep, I had it bent down both of my legs. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, my legs felt swollen. So that that's Thursday. By Friday, the pins and needles had moved up to my arms. 
and my whole body felt like it was vibrating, like I had just finished a really intense workout. Uh-oh. By Saturday, I was starting to lose function of my hands. Uh, by mm-hmm. Monday, I could barely use them. I couldn't put in my own hair tie. Mm-hmm. And so um, I called my doctor. I was supposed to have, when this happened on the Wednesday before my four-day vacation, Um, I immediately, that Thursday before I left for vacation, called and made an appointment for the following Thursday with my primary care. When I got back from vacation, Monday I called and said, I need to talk to him now. And he said, you need to see a neurologist. He's like, I'm going to give you some muscle relaxers. If this does not relieve your symptoms and tomorrow you feel worse and you can't get into a neurologist, you have to go to the ER. Mm So, uh, so that Tuesday, so this is on day, you know, day seven of, from when the symptoms started, I went to the ER. Um, I was in the ER for (laughs) 10 hours and, uh, and they did, um, some x-rays and took my symptoms and they did the x-rays to see if I had any compressed vertebrae. And as soon as they could confirm I didn't, they ordered an MRI. So I had an MRI at midnight that night. They read the results to me at 8 a.m. and admitted me to the hospital. Oh, man. My heart is just aching. We've talked about this offline. But I really wish I could be there to, you know, bring you things you need, hold your hand, whatever I can. But, again, we're in a pandemic and no visitors. I don't want to, yeah, no visitors. And again, in case I pick up something, I don't want to contaminate you or anybody. So it's just, right. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to send as much sympathy vibes your way as best I can. But yeah, um, I will say, the moment they admitted me, even though the diagnosis was really scary, um, I felt massive relief because I had been so stressed out leading up to that. Yeah. And basically. It's like once I once they admitted me, I knew I'd be taken care of. That it was out of my hands now, and it was in the hands of my medical team. Yeah. Up until that, it was terrifying because I didn't know what was going on with my body. Oh yeah. So when they did the MRI, they found a fairly large lesion on my cervical spine. Oh my. So that's the uh, part of that's the part of your spine that goes through your neck. Mm-hmm. And so they said. You have what we call myelitis, which is, okay. a, a, so myelitis is just a symptom. It mm-hmm. means inflammation of the spinal cord. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they immediately were like, it is probably one of three things. Mm-hmm. Multiple sclerosis, NMO, or MOGAD. Okay. Now, NMO and MOGAD are very rare autoimmune diseases, but they are very related mm-hmm. to MS. Um, so they admitted me immediately. I then had um, two more MRIs. They MRI'd my thoracic spine to make sure I had no lesions there. I do not. And they did a brain scan mm-hmm. um, looking for MS lesions because MS shows up like finger lesions in the brain. Okay. Um, I did not have that as well. 
So things are really leaning towards either NMO or MOGAD. They're really leaning towards NMO, which is neuromyelitis optical. Uh, only 4,000 people in the United States have it. Only 20,000 people worldwide. Uh, it is it is incurable it's okay take your time uh, uh, then they did a lumbar puncture which mm -hmm. is when they put a giant needle into the base of your spine to remove spinal fluid mm -hmm. um, to then test me for more stuff um, basically, because these these disorders, these central nervous system disorders, are so rare, um, they cannot diagnose it here. They have to send it to the Mayo Clinic. Mm -hmm. So instead, what they focused on was the first the first 24 hours, 48 hours. They focused on testing me for every other possible thing that could present with these symptoms. So that way, they mm -hmm. can rule them out. Got so. Like I said, I'm on day nine of being in the hospital, and so at this point we have now ruled out everything they can test me for here, and I don't expect my final diagnosis back from the Mayo Clinic for a few weeks. For example, MOGAD, which is the other really rare one they're looking at, MOGAD can only be diagnosed through gene sequencing at this point. Mm -hmm. So that's why it has to go to the Mayo Clinic. But on the positive end, I don't have lupus, I don't have HIV, I don't have syphilis, I don't have COVID, yep. uh, I do not have a bacterial infection in my spinal fluid, mm -hmm. um, and I found out I am O positive blood. Oh, wonderful. Learning new things. You have O positive blood and you don't have all those yep. things? Yeah, O positive is considered the universal donor, I believe. It is. Yes, because it is the it's the most uh, common blood type. So yeah, so now I can donate blood because <laughs> I never knew what my blood type was, so I couldn't donate. But also <laughs> A, B, and A B can all receive type O, whereas yeah, they can't exactly. they can't cross receive each other. Like A can yeah. donate yes. to A B and B can donate to A B, but O can donate to so everybody. I, Mm -hmm. I actually just found out this morning my blood type because I basically hassled. So this is a teaching hospital that I'm in. And so I basically hassled all the students until they found a way to, to like charge for testing my blood type without it getting flagged because I never found out my blood type the two weeks I was in the hospital with my broken back. And I mm. keep feeling like that's something I should know. I'm surprised your blood type is O positive because I would think it would be A positive because you are for A plus Amy. A plus Amy. <laughs> oh my God, that would have been so perfect, it right? Would've. It would have. Um, I will say though, as soon as I found out I had O positive, I mean, I got derailed this morning, so I didn't finish doing it. I started looking up traits of O positive blood. And like, you know, and I found like the diet that works well with O positive blood and like some personality traits and, um, you know, just like star signs or anything else, they find common traits among people who have said thing. Interesting. Um, yeah. 
But uh, so yeah, so we have really narrowed it down. Everything that's come back negative has just suggested that their initial gut diagnosis is probably right. Now the nice thing is, is the three top contenders, MS, NMO, and MOGAD, all have the same course of treatment for flare-ups of symptoms. That's so they can treat my symptoms while we wait for my diagnosis and then I will put, get put on a long-term treatment plan. So, awesome. um, yeah, so after all the tests, then um, I underwent five days of steroid treatments, so a thousand milligrams of steroids, which is a lot of fucking steroids. Mm -hmm. um, I am not ripped. Uh, I was bedridden. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, the Did steroids are to shrink? help the inflammation. <laughs> no. If anything, they're engorged. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Sorry, Pushing that's the forward. thing. That's the other thing I associate with steroids. <laughs> and and hair neckties. <laughs> <laughs> I had an ex who used to take steroids and he would get a necktie of hair. Weird. Oh, I did not realize that. It was very weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the steroids are to help the inflammation of my spine. Uh, so we saw good improvement the first three days in my symptoms. And then I kind of plateaued. So I was supposed to go home on day six of being in the hospital after the five days of steroids but since my symptoms plateaued they decided to move me up to the next course of treatment mm -hmm. so now I am on day two of Plex which is plasma exchange so this is a whole fucking process I imagine yeah <laughs> Yes, please explain what plasma exchange is for the listeners at home. So, um, so basically, they um, have to take out all of my plasma, which is my white blood cells, the ones with all my antibodies in it. And as my nurse calls it, they have to change my oil. <laughs> so they're taking out all of my plasma and putting in blank donor plasma hmm. that has been pasteurized at the okay. blood bank. Pasteurized, so okay. to remove all, yeah, pasteurized, to remove all of uh, the donor's antibodies. So it is absolutely blank plasma. So every day they take out about 15% of my plasma and replace it. Um, so it looks like about two gallons every time. Wow. <clears throat> yes. Two, two uh, cartons of, jug, two of milk. Carton milk two jugs. Of, two, yeah, two jugs of plasma. Two jugs of Amy juice. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. That does sound like a brand, I'm not going to lie. Amy juice. I really hope none of my souls have escaped my freckles into the Amy juice. I will be so devastated. <laughs> okay. So do they... Right. But... Does it... I'm assuming... Go ahead, Don. The process... So they keep your mm -hmm. red blood cells, and I'm assuming that you get hugely dehydrated from this process because they're just taking massive amounts of liquid out of you. It's very complicated. Like, I've, most people are familiar with, like, kidney dialysis machines. Right. That would be the closest thing to this that people could 
visually understand. Yeah. So um, before I could start receiving Plex, I first had to have what's called a central line put in. So, um, and you can see these tubes yes. hanging from my neck. They had to cut into my neck and use an ultrasound to find my artery, to find like my main vein, uh, my, my, in my aorta. And they had to put a guiding wire into my aorta and put a catheter in there. And now catheters we always think of with uh, being in the hospital and peeing, but catheter just means the tube. Mm -hmm. um, and so then they put the tube in and they guide that down into my chest. And they put two tubes down there because one is going to be the one that's pulling plasma out and one's going to be the one putting my blood and plasma back in. Mm -hmm. uh, so the guiding wire, I will say when they pull it out felt like a guitar string being strung across my clavicle. Mm, yeah, I remember you were telling me that. It was very weird. I could feel the vibration from it. Uh, this is the whole time I am awake laying underneath a sheet with a plastic window on it. <laughs> Meanwhile, with my earbuds in, receiving a phone call that automatically answered <laughs> and trying to tell the person to hang up without moving my neck oh, or my no. vocal cords so that way uh, I don't die. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, like, <laughs> not moving so inch when that damage. Oh, uh, my. Yeah, well, my, my earphones are so difficult to put in with my hands right now that I try to just leave them in most of the day. And because my hands aren't working, I have A plus Amy style, already started trying to figure out how to work my life around these changes. So I turned on a whole bunch of disability access things on my computer and my phone. And one of the things is my phone will answer if I have earbuds connected. It'll answer right. automatically after a certain amount right. of seconds. So I don't have to reach for my phone and try to press a button. Yeah. Um, which is great, but uh, it was interesting. <laughs> and then, so after they put the catheter in, then they have to sew me back up. Um, now, Dawn, Chelsea's already heard this, and she's already getting ready to cringe. Uh, uh -oh. But I think Dawn will get a much more interesting kick out of this. Can I just um, can I just so, skip this part? No. <laughs> I have to get the cringy stuff. Oh, that stuff. bad, huh? I have to get the... No, I, no. I usually don't react yes, to this stuff. Yes, you have stuff. to get the I cringy just... stuff, too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's why I think you'll find it more interesting. Yeah, I just have already so they have to suture. So they have to suture the tubes in place right. and close my skin up. Um, so there's no anesthesia for this procedure; just some local lidocaine. Okay. For the for the incision, when they went to suture me, she's like, "Oh, I didn't lidocaine that area. Ah. Do you want me to lidocaine it and <laughs> wait a few minutes, or do you just want me to go for it?" And I said, just go for it. Uh-oh. My, my grandfather had his ear sewn back on with no anesthesia. I think I can handle a couple <laughs> stitches. <laughs> uh, so we did. <laughs> that was a yeah. uh, here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah, goodness. Just, and it's so funny. The whole, the lumbar puncture, I barely even felt. This procedure was not painful, just weird. Uh, the only time I've cried from, like, physical pain was actually after the procedure because they wrapped 
the ends of my tubes in some gauze mm -hmm. to keep them together. And what that actually did was pulling the weight on my skin, on my neck, from both the top and the bottom of the adhesive. And so that was what was painful and it was making me cry. Mm. But the stitches, no fucking problem. Giant needle in my spine, no fucking problem. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like tiny, tiny Mr. Sparky, the plasma poof, huge fucking problem. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, the, the, like, obviously people can't see, but I was trying to like not react so much with my face because since I'm a very visual person, this was the first time that Amy has explained like bit by bit, piece by piece of the entire procedure of getting everything into her spine and her skin. And so seeing that is just kind of just made me, Blah. but at the same time, I'm not in your shoes. Well, Chelsea, and... let's put it this way. You're a cry risk anyway, so I do I try am to keep a cry it a little bit more simple when I talk to you. <laughs> I try. I try to. I, I try to not make this whole thing even harder on you. Yeah, and I don't want it to just. I don't want you to worry about that shit because that's not the thing right now. Right. And that's not the focus well, is for at all. Chelsea can you. attest that yesterday I did call for crying uh, yes. during my first day of Plex. When the Plex physically started, uh, it wasn't that it hurt, but I was terrified. Oh yeah. The enormity yeah. of it was really hitting me, um, and uh, I called Chelsea, and she talked me down. Thank you again, Chelsea, for walking me through that, uh, because that was a really hard moment for me. Um, but you know what? We're on day two of mm -hmm. the flex, yeah. and we're already seeing huge improvement. I called Chelsea this morning, grinning yes. from ear to ear. Yes. And I was like, guess who put this ponytail in? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, you were so excited and so happy. And it was just amazing to see that, um, that, oh gosh, am I going to actually start tearing up now? And it's not like, gosh, it's just that, like, I just want to be helpful in any way, shape, or can. And so for you to say that, me just calling you and, like you calling me and me just like talking you through it really helped. It's just it means a lot because the focus is you and you are being so brave and so strong going through this. And like what you were mentioning earlier, if you were trying to make it easy for me to digest what was going on, I should not be what you're worried about sure. here. I should not even try to make it about me. It's not about me. It's not about other people that want you to try to make it easy for them. You have to be open, <laughs> honest, and real what you're going through and have people worry about you. That's what's most important here, okay? <laughs> so thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. I always want to do as much as I can. I always feel like you're like always one step ahead because you are such a badass bitch. You get through everything and you've always been through there with me at difficult times. Uh, backstory, one time, this might get a little TMI. One night I had really, really bad period pain and I was just trying to go to my CVS across the street to grab some medication. I could take five steps out of my apartment without like falling to the ground and passing out. Like, not literally, but I was just that much pain and that much exhaustion. And I was so frustrated. I was so upset. I didn't know what to do. And so I just called Amy at 3 a.m. in the morning just be like, just talk to me. I need help through this. And you know what he did? She's like, 
no, bitch, I'm going to be there in 10 minutes or less. And she was, and she had warming heating pads. She had medication. I think she also maybe had like some water or maybe like a snack. I can't remember, but she saw me curling on the floor. Yes, you did. <laughs> I think I brought all the period needs, like heating pads, <laughs> water, everything, everything. chocolate, and she saw me spooning, my like, fetal position on the floor crying because I was in that much pain, and I couldn't sleep. And she was even so nice to be my cuddle buddy Aww. for, like, 30 minutes of me trying to fall asleep. <laughs> Yes, I waited yes. Until and she I only slept for like four or five hours, but I was feeling tons better before I had to go to my Good. full-time job yeah. at the time. So that is always... That was definitely the moment that Janice is like, okay, so yes. Amy is my surrogate on the West Coast. <laughs> and when I can't be there for my baby, yes. I, she's covered. my mom. Well, Hi, mom, if you're listening to this. Yes, Amy is like my older sister or mom on the West Coast if I ever need any help and all that fun stuff. But, so yes, that's always a story I'm proud of that I can tell sometimes. I mean, obviously, because it's like, whatever. But well, Amy, you get to I'm always proud of that story because that's just You get to step back from that now. And let us, uh, who are around you, uh, help you at yeah. least you know get through with this and and get and to the point where you're you're back to working again is what I want to see. So, right, and yeah. there has been no shortage of an outpouring of support. Um, I have received flowers from several people, gifts. The first night I was in the hospital, two of my friends dropped off. A duffel bag full of technology, so like my computer, <laughs> a new set of headphones, some clothes for me, um, and a duffel bag full of craft services, like nice. bags of cookies <laughs> nice. and candy and soda and La Croix, <laughs> and beef jerky. Love it. Um, Love it. I've had people dropping off, like because it's COVID, people can't visit, but they can sure. still drop off stuff. Right. So one of my friends is making me home cooked meals and dropping them off to supplement the hospital food. Um, and someone dropped off books for me. One of my, one of my uh, coworkers, his girlfriend bought me a 14 inch golden pewter Apollo statue. Nice. Uh, because she knows that Apollo is one of the gods in the pantheon that I follow in my spiritual practice. See. And, uh, See, in my mind, I hear Apollo, and I'm thinking, does she mean the rocket? Does she mean Apollo Creed from Rocky? <laughs> does she mean the god that they're all named after? <laughs> so thank you for clarifying I that. mean the god. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny, because that's the only thing that's been brought to me that it wasn't allowed in the hospital. Um, I think probably because I could have used it to bludgeon my nurse in the night. Um, but they did say... Right. When it came through the uh, x-ray machine, they asked him, they said, is this a statue? And he's like, yes. They're like, you can't bring that in. He's like, can I show it to her? They're like, yeah, yeah, go for it. So they like, <laughs> let us step to the side. He opened it all out and That's I got nice. to see it. Nice. And I'm, you know, Chelsea, when you're saying I'm a badass bitch, uh, that was definitely the sentiment of one of the cards that I received from <laughs> one of my clients. He said, he's, he said, Oh, oh, let me pull it out because it's so good. Hold on. It's being used as my bookmark right now. I'm excited. You are such a strong woman. You will crush adversaries, whether it be situations or in health. Sending you love and happy thoughts. Yes. 
Yes. And I, of course, am driving my clients nuts because when they call to check on me, I'm instead asking them about their business and like following up on line items that we need to do. And, and they're like, Amy, just rest. I'm like, <laughs> no, I have shit to do. <laughs> um, before I get angry tweets out there, um, this is not a disease that benefits from bed rest. This is not something like when you break a bone and like, right. hey, you got to be on bed rest. They did tell me even if I'd gone home right after the steroids that as soon as I went home, I was allowed to return back to work. That's good. So, um, which is good because I have several movies coming up back to back to back. And one of them, I called my boss for one of them when I got approved when I got told I was staying for Plex and I would be in the hospital another week. Um, I called to tell him I'd have to tap out. And he said, oh no, it's been delayed. Don't worry. Like they're not even considering replacing me unless oh. I call and say I have to tap out. Wow. That's nice. That's what I'd like to hear. I've turned down I've turned down two jobs oh while my I'm goodness. <laughs> I do have in the deep, everybody. I do have a technical question that I thought of a while back about uh, like a medical question uh, or or maybe an observation. Um, Okay, so Plex, because of the possibility or the likelihood of it being autoimmune, the idea of Plex is to get the the stuff out of your body that might be causing the problems, right? And am I on target with that? Correct. So basically, with an autoimmune disease, yeah. So with an autoimmune disorder, it's not that somebody doesn't have immunities; it's that they have overactive immunity. Right. And so my body is trying to fight this too hard, and it's making too many immunities, and it's eating itself. Right. That's where the lesion on my spine comes from. It comes from my body eating itself. So what we're trying to do is remove those those antibodies, so that way my body will start creating a normal level of antibodies instead of trying to go extra A plus Amy on it. Because extra A plus Amy does not always work. No. no. Just because you try to do something harder doesn't mean it's done right. (laughs) Exactly. So what they're putting in me right now is called called cryopistine? Cryo something. And it's basically a coagulant because my blood is thinner from the plex, mm-hmm. and uh, so they don't want me to bleed out. Yeah. What's interesting is like every day leading up to the plex, I was being given uh, anticoagulants, which are to help me not get a blood clot. Oh yeah. And now that I'm on the plex, we have to give me coagulants. Give <laughs> the other way around. Interesting. So yes. Yeah. So I think as you were saying trying to figure out your treatment almost every other few days or so because you had the steroids and then after a while you plateaued and now you're in the flex. Yeah, so this has been an adventure. The beep is, it's, it's basically The beep tells empty. them that the bag is empty. Right. Yeah. But now they have to come through and manually tell it to push through what's left in the syringe mm-hmm. because I need every drop of cryo. Every drop. I may, oh gosh! I may pull uh, that explanation forward in the thing because the beeping starts <laughs> way before 
we get to explaining why the beeping is coming. It's okay. From. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, yeah. It was just like I told Chelsea with the social media post I made today that she's going to edit for me that she may want to throw in a couple of captions for medical words. Mm -hmm. uh, feel free. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. that's going to become my thing since I'm doing subtitles so, with my new gig right now. So. I'm just picturing people listening and they hear the beeping and they're like, why aren't they saying anything about the beeping? Right? Amy's dying. <laughs> Amy's going to expire right here live on the show. No, you would know. I would be like, Amy! <laughs> I, would, I would be the person to freak out. Right. That would be me. Right. No, I, I know. Someone the, other day, someone the other day was like, Amy, push the I'm dying button so they could get there faster. I'm like, I don't have one of those machines. And they're like, oh. <laughs> so you're in the middle of Plex treatment right now. Um, what is the general idea or plot line, shall we say, for when you get out of the hospital in terms of treatment and what you will be possibly taking or doing to help alleviate symptoms and progressing forward? Sure. Um, so basically the point of the Plex is to try to not only stop my symptoms in its tracks, but try to reverse the damage before it becomes permanent. So the major thing we're focusing on now is my, my neurons and how they are communicating with my hands. So like I'm losing strength, but it's not actually strength. Um, it's the fact that the neurons between my spinal cord and my brain are not communicating with my hands properly. So I am um, not coordinated, I'm awkward, I, can't, then my hands feel tight, like the tendons are stretched really tight on top, um, but they're not. It's all neurological. It's in my head, um, as they say. Yeah. So connecting. Right. At this point. So with with someone in any of these three diseases, with someone's first flare up, as they call them, of symptoms, if we can stop these symptoms or and reverse them before they create permanent damage then it gives me a better prognosis for the future. Right. So now's when we get into kind of scary stuff. Uh, when I get my diagnosis in a couple weeks and we set up my treatment plan, hopefully I won't have any long-term damage from this because we're doing the plex and we're seeing great results. But the question will become... Especially, I'll talk about this in terms of NMO, just because that's the one I've been focusing on learning about. Um, both, so MS, as most people know, is a progressive disease. But some people can go years between flare-ups. Um, and it might be a really long time before they see permanent damage to like their motor function or loss of bladder control. Um, you know, loss of eyesight. Luckily, I don't have any of those scary symptoms yet. Now, NMO and MOGAD both come in two forms. They can either be what's called monophasic or multiphasic. Now, monophasic means that I could have this one flare-up and then never again. Sounds great, right? It's not. It has a much higher mortality rate. Mm. Multiphasic means that I will go through this off and on the rest of my life, but I will have a much better life expectancy. 
so it's kind of a double-edged sword on what are, what are we praying for. Um, now, thankfully, everything I'm experiencing right now, this is, anytime I have a flare-up, these will be the two courses of treatments they put me through. Would be steroids and flaps. Um, the maintenance in between to prevent will be what's different based on the diagnosis. Because MOGAD and NMS, or sorry, NMO, um, attack different proteins. One attacks the uh, aquaphor protein, which is a water protein, and the other one attacks a fatty protein. Uh, so I will be put on immunosuppressants to suppress my overactive immune system, um, possibly steroids off and on, and um, whatever else they need to help manage those proteins that the disease is attacking. So, still a lot of questions. I do not know what the future holds. Um, but I'm in a good place. I'm in a good hospital. Um, I... I a plus Amy again at her best when people asked me which hospital I was at and I told them, they're like, why? That's like out there. Why didn't you go to this one? I'm like, well, first of all, it's a county hospital. And um, I tried to set up medical insurance before my doctor's appointment. And I it wouldn't have been active until September 1st. Oh, no. And I knew I could not wait until September 1st. So I chose a county hospital because then they put me on emergency Medi-Cal. And I chose a hospital that is a teaching hospital that feeds into the UCLA neurological program because I knew it was a neurological issue. Mm -hmm. So it was very calculated, the fact that I came where I yeah. came. Um, and between that and me being able to so articulately describe my symptoms upon arrival, they were able to pinpoint really quickly the source of the issue. So, um, and they said that I came in a lot sooner than most people do. Good. Like, most people do not come in until they are losing motor function, until they are losing eyesight, until they are losing control of their bowels. When I came in, every symptom I was feeling was sensory related only, mm -hmm. um, which bodes well for me. So thank God for yeah. tiny miracles. Of course, yes, thank God for those miracles. And we're so happy that you're getting the best treatment that you can and that you're working to get better and wishing for you to be out as soon as you can, but also when you're ready. I'm going to ask this because everybody always asks this stuff uh, is it something that could have been caused by something or is it just something that happened to you basically great question Don one of the first things all right so at 8 a.m. when the neurologist when the neurologist came in in when I was still so I told you I spent the first night in the ER they did my MRI but they did not check me in they did my COVID test and stuff like that the MRI was taken at midnight the MRI team didn't came, come in until 8 a.m. the next day to read the MRI. Um, so I slept on essentially a crash cart 
in an ER room uh, with no pillows, uh, just a a towel for my for my head. Um, but when he came in at 8 a.m., one of the first things he said to me when he told me I had a lesion on my cervical spine was, "This is an autoimmune disorder, and this is one that is not genetic. There is nothing that you could that you did to cause it." And there's nothing you could have done to prevent it. And I think it was really important that he started the conversation like that. Right. That he just really halts any of those fears and insecurities um, even flourish. It's like, stop that thinking right now because there's nothing you could have done. They're, they do not know what causes this disease. It just is. So at least you know that, and you were not thinking, oh, I, what if I didn't do this, right. and what if I did that? It's just, it just happened. Right, because I had, you know, people wondering, like, oh, well, did it happen when you fell up, fell? Like, you know, even though it's been 11 years since you fell, who knows what other trauma right. you, especially because it's spinal cord trauma. And spinal cord trauma is often linked to an actual traumatic event, even if it was years prior. You know, whether it's a head injury or a fall, but... Um, this particular type of spinal cord trauma is not as it. I guess I didn't feel that feed Esther enough. She had to search somewhere else. A tapeworm that explains how I eat so much. <laughs> Esther had to find more food. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, always bringing bring the humor at Amy when needed. That's always right. bringing it. It's not your job anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I said, I'm. You don't have to really make everybody laugh. laugh. <laughs> yes. 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 Make them laugh. Yeah. Make no, this is the time for everybody starts. Make them laugh. Don't you know everyone wants to laugh? Ha ha. Oh gosh. Now I want to watch that movie. But yes, no, Amy, Don is right. This is the time for everybody to help you and focus on you. And that should be the focus right now. Yes. Actually take time for you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. I was in the hospital all week last week. Couldn't use my hands, so I couldn't fucking do anything for myself even. It's not like I could be like, oh, I can get some work done. Or I can do a personal project. No, I had to sit here with no pain medication, not being able to use my hands. So I have watched the first two seasons of Dark, which is a sci-fi show that's in German, that's been on my list forever. But because <laughs> it's in German, I have to watch the subtitles, right. and so I haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> oh, guess what? All of my medical team is watching Dark right now, too. Nice. And so they keep coming in and having discussions about it with me. <laughs> awesome. I love that. <laughs> well, I would sure. like to invite any of our listeners um, to feel free to email me at lifegoalspod at gmail. Yes. And if you have your own stories about battling autoimmune disorders, um, Please, I'd love to hear them. Um, I've been having people reach out. This is still so new to me. Um, I will need the support, and I know so many people have this stuff that's touched their lives. Uh, we definitely have episodes that are now going to come up in the future, 
that'll be about autoimmune disorders. Sure. Uh, that will be about whatever the dis this disorder that I have. Mm -hmm. um, it was really funny because when they did the tests, I came back negative for all the stuff that actually runs in my family. Mm. Like I don't have Hashimoto's. I don't have hyperthyroidism. Like I don't have like diabetes. Like I don't have any of the things that actually that are autoimmune that run in my family. <laughs> is this is this the part where your parents now tell you you're adopted and they've never let you know that before? <laughs> they don't get off that easy. <laughs> Not sure if I want to be around for that conversation. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. I would only be excited well, to have that conversation if I had a sibling that I was like unnaturally attracted to. My <laughs> Where can people find us, Don? Where can they find us? Uh, at Life Goal. At, yeah. uh, <laughs> I should know this stuff, shouldn't I? <laughs> I hear it all yeah. the time. I edit it. I don't remember any of it. I feel terrible. Uh, the one thing I was going to say, though, is that Amy already has her challenge. Uh, so there will be no challenge uh, here. Yes. yes. <laughs> no challenge. No challenge. No challenge. Because the obvious challenge is for people to do medical research, and I do not approve of anybody falling down the WebMD hole. Oh, boy. Yes, because that just exactly. leads to panic and anxiety. Right. Oh, right. for sure. Yes, please do your proper medical research and learn what you can, but Which not means there. do your proper medical research by asking your doctor. That's yes. what that means. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Don't fall Doctors. down the WebMD hole. I think I, no. th I think my <laughs> my brain came up with at life goals pod. <laughs> yes, that's not what it's on uh, on where? Uh, that's where? that's uh, Twitter and Instagram, isn't it? Did I get that? I'm terrible at this. I need to and Facebook and Gmail. <laughs> okay, and Gmail. See, all those no things. More. I uh, so at some point I'll just and, oh. And on YouTube. Yeah, oh, that's and right. YouTube. That's right. YouTube. We have YouTube channel yes. now. Yes, I, on YouTube. Five, somebody should repeat that places. because I did a terrible job. <laughs> you can follow us at Life Goals Pod on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, and for some of our videos, and then also for LifeGoalsPod at gmail.com. Please send in your stories. We would love to hear them. We hear about sharing and caring for others. Are we not? Yes. Hey, we're all about the long-term life goals, no matter how short-term those lives no, might be. Please, please don't put yeah, that in the universe. Not I'm not ready for that. Right. No, no, no. We can, we can uh, no. yeah. We're, we're not starting well, the... <laughs> I'll, Hopefully I'll, we'll have a whole bunch of new subscribers because I have been I have been telling all of my doctors and medical providers about podcasts. <laughs> that would be lovely. So doctors and medical workers and no Amy, oh, always networking. Yes, I know, that's very true. You are always networking. This is the girl that networks Hashtag at always own networking. Prom. You networked at your own problem. I would not expect anything less from you. that <laughs> note. <laughs> <laughs> All the medical uh, workers, all the doctors, nurses, emergency situation people that are helping others, like Amy and many other people, survive and fight for their lives day to day. We thank, thank you. Thank you so, thank so, so much. much. We thank you so much. Yes. I have so, such high respect for my entire medical team. Yes. From every exactly. everyone from the custodians, you know, all the way up to the, you know, neuroscientists. 
Yes. They are the real heroes today. They are the real heroes. Yes. Yes. For sure. So thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. And you know, yes. like I said, I'm at a teaching hospital. And so again, this is very like Amy. Like when they bring students in and they ask if they can do things for the students or if the students can try, you know, doing things to me. I'm always like, yes, please, learn, learn. <laughs> I'm all about learning. And I'm here in the fucking hospital and I'm like more concerned that these students are getting the best possible education they can from this experience. That's excellent. Again, this is you right <laughs> your own being. Which I mean is a wonderful thing. It's about so you, fucking classically still, Amy, though. It's so classically it Amy. Is. It is. And it's beautiful and wonderful. But again, we reiterate focus on your damn self, Butch. <laughs> well, it's a little hard. I can't use my hand, so I can't focus on myself. Oh, okay. My. That's not where I took oh, this. Not my. you, Amy. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we want to wrap this up? <laughs> In yeah, some way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, until next time, watch our social media for updates. Myself or Chelsea will continue to update the community on, on my process. Mm -hmm. And until next time, I'm Amy Yes, Clavelle. and I'm Chelsea Wingo. And you've been listening to Hashtag life goals. Thank you so much for listening. Send Amy your well wishes and love, and we will talk with you soon. Bye! Bye-bye!